0: This is a Podcast Now production.
1: I drank some mouthwash. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm really, and I got into my car to drive across the island to take one for the team. And I got to his office fully prepared to record a podcast. Everybody, come on, move on. Fully prepared with Andy King.
2: Does the whole Fire Festival Netflix thing? Does it sadden you
0: now?
1: Um. Oh, you stumped him.
0: That doesn't get mentioned enough. That doesn't get mentioned enough at all. That you put so much money back into paying those people back. I remember when we were talking at dinner and and you you told us the figure and it was just like, wow.
1: You're right. I'm just going to have to take the leap and throw something out there because...
0: What's the biggest fear, Andy? Failure? Like, it's just not working? I guess so. And maybe don't do, um, don't get like real big acts. Get like um. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: we'll come and sing. <laughs> get- Craig can
0: sing as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we can go as one direction. Yeah. We'll just Be get two no other direction. fat lads yeah. from England. Andy, we've
2: I'm got to say, that, you came <laughs> on our podcast and within the first two minutes, you're talking about giving a blowjob. So you make you, you out that everybody it. brings it to you, but you gave yeah. it to us as well.
1: Give me a little bit of a picture, Dave, of like, when did you have to take a big one for the team? <laughs>
0: Jesus. I'll tell you what. I'd say it now on the podcast. I will take one for the team if it goes tips up in the next one. Okay, there you go. Stop letting people get in your ear and tell you you can't do stuff. Make Fire Festival 2.0 happen. Otherwise, I'm going to come over there and suck your dick. <laughs> <laughs> Come
1: on. i am excited today to welcome everybody to fully prepared with andy king but most of all two pretty cool guys that i got to know over in the uk and i had the blessings of being on their podcast we've got big alan dave from lads dads and a couple of beers pretty cool and what's really cool about it is not only are these guys totally fun, but it's all things mental health on their podcast, which it's interesting because, as my listeners know, this topic just keeps coming up. Why? Well, because the world's pretty fucked up, right? And um, how do you deal with that? But you know what? With you guys, I found that a sense of humor is probably one of the biggest, most magical weapons in the world of mental health right so hey a big hello to big al and dave yeah definitely hey guys how you doing wow thank you for having us mr (laughs) king i'm good i'm really good my pleasure my pleasure uh he's he's gone. gone big al's gone again he's coming in he's coming out he's coming in all right well dave how are things in the uk you know craig was telling me that uh He spoke to his mom. One out of 18 people right now are suffering that damn COVID thing in Scotland. What goes on?
2: Oh, do you know what? It hasn't gone away, mate. First of all, thanks for for having us on. It feels like it's been ages since we've seen you. But yeah, it's sort of... November, December time that we saw you in the UK. And it was fantastic to see you again. It really was. But yeah, look, COVID's still o- over here. It's still pretty rife. It's about one in every 18, yeah, one in every 20 in, in England that have got it. But do you know what? It's a real different feeling with COVID at the moment. And I think that's just everybody's getting on with it now. It's, the people that are still getting poorly with it are still getting poorly with it. But the majority of the people are getting it a lot weaker than it was before let's just say so hospital admissions at the moment are are slowly going up but the people that that i definitely know that have got it at the moment are it's sort of cold and fluy it's not as bad as it was and within sort of five or six days it's gone but yeah i think we just we're we're at that stage now where we just got to to live with it i was
1: excited this morning to read that at least the medical world's looking at hey like a flu shot like, maybe just moving on, moving forward, we're going to get a COVID shot once a year, mm. too. So I think that's a positive. But, mm. you know, obviously bringing it back into you, me, and Big Al, like, the mental health piece, I think, has been a real eye-opener through COVID. And a real level of reality has come forward where, I mean, I was reading this morning about mm. depression, depression alcoholism, drug-related deaths. I mean, everything has spiked so much the last couple of years. And I mean, Dave, we talked about the fact like I used and I have continued to use this crazy time to reflect, to spend more time with my partner and my dog, to kind of Mm. think about my Mm. values a little bit more and uh, being a little less materialistic and a little Mm. bit more experiential as far as being more present in what we're doing today? I mean, what are you finding now with a lot of your listeners? I mean, how have they coped and how have they changed? Well, I mean,
2: I I, I think it's a a really good question, Andy. And um, I mean, me and Al started doing this podcast um, a year ago in January. And it it very much started from a phone call, reaching out to a friend to see how they were and how they were coping with the worldwide pandemic that was COVID and and everything that was happening to us and kind of bringing it into mental health. It felt like a very natural transition to reach out to a friend and ask him if they were okay, but then also to, to actually take it on board and listen to what they were saying in response. Do you know what I mean? So there's a bit of the cliche where, are you okay? And we naturally say, yeah, I'm fine. But you should really ask twice and listen to that response. Um, we've definitely turned a corner in the last 18 months where people will start to talk more about their mental health and problems that they're having, be that male or female. And the, the guest that we have on, it definitely feels that we've broken. I don't think we've completely broken down all the barriers. I think it'd be wrong to say that. But we've definitely started to make an indentation in the right way. I, as a as a forty year old, overweight dad of two, can talk about things that make me sad, and and Owls very much the same. We we can talk about things that get us upset, and we can talk about struggles that we're having just in everyday life, and not feel like that's a weakness.
1: Well,
0: do you know what I mean? Does that make
1: sense? Ow, there I'm he so is.
2: I'm so sorry. Okay. Talk about mental health. Al's back in the room.
0: Make me kill myself because he's been
1: downloading robots no, 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 on no.
0: my bloody iPad. <laughs>
1: Kids okay, there you go. Well, now there you are. But you guys, you know, um, it's interesting. And I haven't talked much about this publicly. And so it's a bit of a journey for me, specifically in the mental health arena at the moment. But um, COVID has been really difficult in the industry, my industry of large events, obviously, and it has hit a lot of people financially very, very hard. And I'm one of them. But I'm I'm a viral star and I am people look up to me and I'm stopped on the street corners and I have to maintain this image. Yet we're kind of struggling right now. There's a lot of issues that we're up against. And one of my neighbors who's so sweet and they're so supportive, everybody in our neighborhood where we live, and they're like, Andy, it's okay. Tell the public, be vulnerable. I like be public about it, but it's embarrassing. Yeah. I can't walk into, I mean, literally we're looking at, I mean, these are, I say, RPP, rich people's problems, but literally we're like, the price of fuel is so high right now and we drive two fancy Range Rovers, which we need to get rid of, but it's even difficult to do that right now. And we're looking at downscaling to a, to a more simple car, but I keep saying to Craig, I can't be seen in that car or that car. And then we're going- why not? Who gives a shit at this point? But talking about mental health of like, think about a lot of famous people and celebrities who who struggle with mental health issues every day and may struggle with some financial issues, but they feel like me, that we have to have a certain image and put on a certain you know, uh, persona all persona, the time. Yeah. And it's hard. Do
0: you, do you think because of social media, that's got a big part playing it, planet, Andy, as well?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I can't... You know, I uh, this past weekend I was blessed to co-host um, the VIP area at the Bluegrass Music Festival here in Charleston, South Carolina, and it had been postponed for the last two and a half years, and we're finally producing it. And talking about challenging, you know, the last festival that I helped with, I got paid 150 grand. The one before that, I got paid a million eight to produce it. And this festival, I was fighting to get $3,500 to still be Andy King hosting this area. I ended up bringing half of our furniture from home, all of our swimming pool furniture, all of our games, everything, because there was no budget. Because, of course, they were in the hole so deep from all of these um, postponements and cancelizations that all the deposits have long been spent. So I have to hold my head up high. You know, meanwhile... We didn't have a huge staff. I am running behind the bar. I'm pouring drinks. I'm, I'm dragging furniture around. I'm doing all these different things. And so people are like, "Oh my God, are you Andy King?" I'm like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Wow, this is a you're, you're behind the bar making drinks." I think that's oh, a really good thing, though, Andy. Absolutely, but really at the end thing. of the day, I'm being pointed out from across the room like, "Oh my gosh," I'm like the next reincarnation of Jesus, yeah. and I'm like, I'm struggling just like everybody else. Well, Jesus struggled a lot too. And it's difficult.
0: Yeah, I I think I think that's massive. Like, there's there was an actress who was in EastEnders over here, which is a a soap, um, quite a large soap in the UK. And as soon as she um, finished her contract with EastEnders, she went and worked in a convenience store, and Mm. it was all over the front of the papers. Do you remember, Dave? It was Katie Mm. Jarvis. Her name is. Mm. She was actually she made her her claim to fame in a film with, um, what's the guy's? Fashbender, the famous actor he was mm, in a film Michael. with her Michael Fassbender yeah he was, he was she was in a film with him and fast forward five years later she's got no money like she's she's a job in actress and she's having to go and work in a quite a cheap convenience store and but I, I think that's brilliant I think you know if you've you just got to deal what you've got to do to keep your head above water sometimes especially in life the way we are now with social media sometimes you've just got to drop your ego haven't you you just got to take that take that layer off and just say do you know what fuck it I've got to make money if people see this as a weakness and more for them, I think it's brilliant that you do that, Andy. I think that's really good.
2: And I think, look, it is worth saying as well, Andy. We we spoke about it about how what this period of COVID has done to us personally in our lives, and especially with me, I, I lost a family member to COVID. Um, funny enough, the shittest thing was it was on oh. the day after Christmas Day. Um, so I lost my grandmother on Boxing Day to COVID. And like like you said, loads of things have happened in our own personal lives with this journey that is COVID. Um, and it's made me, a lot like you, Andy, realise how important life is. And I choose my friends much more carefully now. Through the whole of the lockdown, I found out people that actually wanted to spend time with me and they were the people that stayed in contact with me where the farewell Friends would just be the ones that come and go. And it's interesting the way that we look at that and we can see that in front of us now and we reflect on that, but we're still bothered about the, the cars that people think we drive and the clothes that people think we wear and things like that. For, for me, I, I saw the Andy King that was Fire Festival... And I've got to say it, I I loved that Andy King. I loved that Andy King. But then we we were very blessed to meet the real Andy King and not necessarily the Netflix Andy King, the, the Andy King that had a massive heart and cares so much about everything he does, all of his events and all his friends and his family around him. And that's the important Andy King that you've got to get across. I think at the moment... With everything that's happening in the world, you've got to fight twice as hard now. Like you said, the in in your industry, the finances and the backing's gone out the events, but we've all got something else that we've got to fight a lot harder for. And that COVID has probably made us made us a bit more grounded yeah, and, and, and made us realise that. Try
1: to remember, like as Al touched on, obviously social media is so um, it's so powerful, and that we suddenly become. We are what we wear. We are what we drive. We are where we eat and what we eat. We are where we go. No, it, becomes, it becomes
0: your identity. It's yeah. so
1: much pressure. Um, it's so much pressure. And I don't necessarily mm. feel the pressure from that direction, but I do feel um, it's fascinating where you look at, you just make assumptions, right? And... Um, I don't know. Did you guys Mm. guys read the book, The Four Agreements?
0: No, of course I have.
1: Oh my gosh, you have to go buy this book. It's called The Four Agreements and it's written by an author by the name of Ron um, Miguel Ruiz and he was a Toltec Indian. he wrote the book maybe 10 or 15 years ago. And basically the principle is if you can lead your life by these four agreements, um, you can live a really full and happy life. And it seems so simple. Here's the first agreement is don't take anything personally. Mm. How fucking hard is that?
0: No, I know. It's, mm. I mean, we, we spoke a bit on the podcast <laughs> where people say, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. I mean, that is like telling water not to be wet. Like, it's impossible.
1: Yeah, I mean, don't take anything personally. I mean, talking about mm. a struggle every day not to take anything personally. Two, never make any assumptions. And I'm like, I'm always like, Craig, we had a conversation with that person. They said they'd be here today at three to help do XYZ. Yeah. They're not coming. Yeah. I know they're not coming. Yeah. And blah, 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 blah. He's like, whoa, Andy. Of course, I have no idea that they have a sick child or their car broke down or there was some big issue. Right. I'm immediately assuming that they didn't take me seriously or something of that nature. And, you know, Craig's always like, now, Andy, you know, just back it down, you know. And then, of course, the third one, which I think you guys are great at, and I think I am too, is always be true to your word. You oh. know, And when you say you're going to do something, you do it. And when you say you're going to give something or do whatever, you do it. Yeah. And mm. I think that-
0: But do it with a good heart. Don't do it begrudgingly. Too many people get themselves in pickles where they're saying, oh, I'll do it. And they feel like they've got to. Be be honest and pure about everything. I've, I've always said that. And there's nothing worse than someone coming to do something for you and you can know they don't want to be there.
1: Oh, that's a, you, and you can mm. feel it, right? The yeah, final yeah. I mean, also, is, on my wedding day. <clears throat> I'm joking. Oh no! <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> but the final agreement is always do your best. And so when people are going, "Geez, Dave, really?" and you're like, you know, what? You can look at them square in the eye and say, you know, mm. I did my best. And yeah. if it's not good enough, you know, those four agreements. But it's hard to in everyday life. But. When you become somebody who's like, you know, a a viral fame, famous person, and you make all these assumptions of like Mm. how they're supposed to live or how they're, and granted, I've been blessed. I've had a very, very good life. But now when, you know, I was thrown into a very stressful period before COVID hosting a series of really, really hard, stressful events. And one was involved with the America's cup, One was a mini Coachella. One was a huge celebrity event. Another one was an Oscar-oriented event. Another, And all of them had a fair amount of toxicity in them. And I was surrounded by kind of many toxic people. And I kept saying, this is how people get sick. Like, this is how people, you know, it gets into your body. And, you know, it's difficult in the crazy world of event planning because so many people in the event world are crazy. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just the way it goes. You know, I'll often say... It's a lot of, you know, I feel like I'm surrounded by carnies, like the crazy carnies. It's, the it's also worth saying with the events that you put on, Andy,
2: that they're employing you because they want the event to be the biggest best thing yeah, like they, they want, that
0: they want. The yeah Andy they want King. the
2: Andy King experience mm. and the massive ones that you were you're talking about there where they've got fucking no budget and like I want it to be better than his event was last week no matter what it has to be bigger it has to be better nobody comes to you Andy and says I want it to be quiet I don't want want to make a scene or anything like that because they know that the Andy King can give them the world on a stick if they ask for it do you know what I mean so it's kind of we do it to ourselves a lot of the time, I think. Yeah, um, we do. We, we do. put
0: that pressure on ourselves a lot. And funny, uh, uh, Especially for people like me and you, Dave, and we've said this on the podcast before. Sorry to cut you off. But we, we, we are too nice for our own good sometimes. Mm. Like, and, and that is a big part, again, of mental health, is that you always feel like, especially for, for me, I always feel like I had this constant fear of abandonment. And, you know, and I'm I'm 35. I've got kids. I've got a wife, and I'm happy in my life. But I have this constant fear of abandonment. And we speak to so many dads as well that have the same problem that they feel like they've got to overcompensate themselves to friends. Mm. So they'll do things. They'll offer themselves up for so many things, whether it be, oh, I'll take you to the airport that day, knowing full well they they physically can't do it. Like they, but they'll they'll even lose money doing it. Mm. You know, they will not go to work for two hours because they had to take their friend to the airport. Yeah, because they're fearful of losing that friend. Overcommitting. Now. Yeah, the overcommitment—it's it, it again—and it comes down to that pressure. I, it, we get through so many friends in life, and if you're someone who suffers from mental health and you have that fear of abandonment, you constantly feel like you're going to lose friends. Combined with what you were saying earlier as well about the pressures of having to keep up appearances, it's it's so tough now coming out of COVID because so many people are forgetting their identity, mm. and and they're noticing that friends they spoke to before have took avenues and different paths and gone off in different ways. And and mental health at the moment amongst 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 dads as well is so high mm. so high based on mm. that. So I went off a tangent there.
2: No, it's all right. I, I completely no, I understand what it. you're saying. And because Andy, you're so much in the public eye with the events, I think it's even harder for you because you get a bad rep at one of these events, and it could it could ruin you. But being in the public mm. eye as much as you are, Andy, I can completely understand the pressure that you get. Um. It I seems as we haven't spoken for a while, Andy. Uh, can I ask you a question? Um, Absolutely. Does the whole Fire Festival Netflix thing? Does it sadden you now?
1: Um.
0: Oh, you stumped him.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a two-edged sword here. So, have you guys watched Inventing Anna? Yes. The new Netflix yes. series.
0: Ooh, oh, so I God. heard rumour about this. You're connected to that, aren't you?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, this so, is fascinating. Listen to this. Of course, in talking about PTSD, and you guys, you know, we talked about it on mm. your podcast. It's like mm. here I'm watching. I helped Billy found, find a brownstone in New York City to host all of his members. Uh, a long-term lease. And it was a six-story building, and it was a it was a residential building, but we signed it as a commercial lease, which meant no one could sleep there. But on an emergency or something of that nature. So all the upstairs bedrooms I made into like a recording studio and a library and a workroom and and a little, you know, think space, whatever. And um, there we were in the midst of trying to build Billy's business. And I get a call from the landlord basically saying, Andy, there are people living in that building. I'm like, no, 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 they're not. Oh, Yeah. Fucking Anna was upstairs living Bitch. for a few months in the library. And of course, I knew every once in a while, I, you know, and I'd always say to some friends of mine, I can't play, place her accent. It just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't sound German, but and she's so condescending and she's kind of rude to the staff. But <laughs> Billy's like, hey, Eddie, she's totally cool. She's a mover and a shaker. And I'm like, oh gosh, I mean, really? And so, I ended up basically having to tell the staff, you need to get her out of the building. Like, she mm-hmm. has to leave. So we threw her out. But as you as you know from the documentary, her specifically, that yeah. she went from hotel to hotel to hotel, three months at a time, stiffing everybody. Yeah. And then she'd always end with saying, don't you know who I am? Like, I, no, but you were nobody anyway, but she put on this whole act. So, of course, it was like, oh, my word. And then all of the sort of the... Pieces that um, touched on Fire Festival and and the jokes and you know all the way through I was like oh my gosh I'm reliving this but yeah um, but Dave you know the interesting piece and Al you'll relate is that Fire doesn't go away mm. it's still a standing yeah. joke it, with every comedian it's never going to mm. go away it was the biggest failure in pop culture and I don't think anything will ever beat it mm. and so mm. it basically tarnished me in a huge way because. Yes, a lot of the world will look at me as, wow, you're the coolest guy and you'll do anything to save an event and you'll do anything for a client, et cetera, et cetera. But then you have a lot of the other big conservative clientele who were my biggest clients who can't hire me mm. anymore because of Fire Festival. Mm. And I wasn't responsible I mean, for fires, as you know. And I <clears throat> was there for six weeks trying to save something, basically an impossible task, but I was up for it. As I've said to you guys, I've always said to the world, you know, I was one inch away from pulling it off, one mm. inch away. And, um, but I made a conscious decision to do the documentary, to use it as a vehicle to pay back everybody in the Bahamas, which I felt like I did a pretty good job, and to spread yeah, love. Yeah, but again, and quickly
0: to- on that, Andy, like that doesn't get mentioned enough. That no. doesn't get mentioned enough at all that you've put so much money back into paying those people back. I remember when we were talking at dinner and and you and you told us the figure and it was just like wow like that should it's be almost half a million dollars under isn't your it? name it, yeah it's more though isn't it it's like yeah. over a million, million like if that should be under your name as soon as you you search it on Google because it's just not fair and it is that thing isn't it? it's that media corruption which we speak about as well on the podcast heavily with the guests we have on who are friends that the media they just they just they just want to come after good people and it's. It's just scamming it. It's, it's the cliche
2: though, isn't it? It's if it's not if it's not sex sells, it shit sells. And the fake news, the fake yeah. news thing in the world now, who would have ever thought it that we're talking about fake news where you can make stuff up and that's what sells the tabloids, that's what gets the clicks and everything like that. It's sad um i've got to say andy well, we we love you me and our are, are two massive we love you so much yeah, and like I, I i don't ever want to think of you sad over something like the fire festival we talk about it and it's got quite a cult following um i, I completely un- uh, agree with the the things about the media and the way that the media make a bit of a joke out of it and i think you're right um the, the difference between most people and you is you have a tendency to front it and you don't hide from it, which mm. I think is really good. Mm. Um, but we, we love you, pal. We love everything about you. No, we
1: do. Ah, oh. Well, you guys, well, let me ask you. So um, I'm... Obviously, the world watches me. The press is waiting for me to make a big announcement one of these days. And talking about pressure, you know, it's, um, it's kind of daunting. Um, but I'm working with a group right now on like the next big fire Mm. festival and Mm. um i'm banking on the fact that the world loves an underdog Mm -hmm. and that we are going to potentially focus on the pr campaign which would be more focused with a redemption story the redempt the andy king redemption Mm -hmm. story of like okay um because you mentioned, we'll mention Fire Festival. It will go viral. People magazine, to Vanity Fair, to TMZ. It doesn't matter. Every big news group is going to pick it up. Yeah. And um, you know, a part of my mind will say, "Oh, who gives a shit, Andy? No one's going to care. No one's going to, no one's going to watch or follow. No one's going to want to support you." Then there's a, another part of me that says, "Wait." Everybody's going to come forward. Hopefully, not everybody. I, I hope think it's, a big group I think will think come forward. Next, think.
0: It's the biggest question on everyone's lips, isn't it? When is Fire Festival two happening? Like
1: right. I think I think it'd be huge. Mm. Yeah, but it's a risk because I'm. Uh, I keep saying, well, think about it. Billy raised over twenty nine million dollars to do Fire, and he went into hedge fund and investment banking firm and you know uh, boardrooms raising this money with practically without even a slide mm. deck. But as you know. Yeah was the visuals were all about the models and the Bahamas yeah, yeah. and the influencers. and? Bub- well, bub- if you're bub- looking luck. for
0: models, Andy, like, I mean, me and Dave, we're right here. <laughs> Jeez, now, Jesus you know,
1: get Christ.
0: A of, <laughs> get a cup of Guinness in this and we'll do anything. Jesus. Within Christ. reason.
1: <laughs> Within reason. You, got, you guys and your your thongs and your bikinis would be great. Oh, that was a good night, wasn't it?
0: That was a great night. You never paid me for the either, by the way. That like, never showed
1: up. Shoot, shoot. But what do you think about it? I, you know, I don't know the redemption story piece, but I feel like I feel like it'll have a lot of traction. But I wonder if it's going to have enough traction in the investment world oh, I think to actually it will. Ba- back something.
0: I think it will. I think if it's done, if it's done properly, if it's done legally, more importantly, if it's if it's sold right, um, who better man to do it than you? I mean, quite frankly, I think everyone will learn from it. Everyone's learned from fire. You know the original Fire, and it—I just, I just—and for one, it will make great TV.
2: Yeah, uh, funny I mean, enough, I, I, that's where I was going to come from, Andy. Do you know how many times the network's got to pick that? Do up. you know how many times Fire's been watched?
1: Oh, a it's got to be. I know that it, millions. I know at one point. Oh yeah, I mean, well, it was. I think it had been after about four or five months. It had been streamed into over thirty to forty millions, million homes around the world, mm. and then it was up to sixty. I think it's gotta be over 70 or 80 million Oh, it's close to 90 well,
2: close to 90 um, imagine then if you if you did fire 2.0 3.0 4.0 5.0 and kept going and you sold every single one of them tickets for a dollar to every single person that's seen fire festival you'd be doing all right yeah, exactly wouldn't
0: you? but that's another good point Dave. people want to go because it's just because people it's fire. Want to go
1: yeah i think i'm just gonna have to you know and i feel like this is just a huge mental health piece which is like i'm scared and i mm. but i think you're right i'm just gonna have to take the leap and throw something out there because
0: what's the biggest fear anti-failure like it's just not working
1: i guess so yeah being laughed off of every street corner but we've but, but we've been there already yeah, we, so i was about to say, say exactly
2: to... the same thing you, you've right. been there you've done that you've got the yeah. t-shirt yeah. you've got the memes for it you've got its own website its own Facebook page its own Instagram page people that for me if people don't take the time to find out what it's all about and just go by what the media say about it they're not really interested they're just another clickbait isn't it I mean like we 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 watched fire for the interest of not only the festival side of it but what went wrong how it went wrong and I mean, yeah, like you said, Billy raising twenty nine million dollars—that's pretty impressive on 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 the back of a whim. But you you, you said it yourself—you were a character in that game. But look at look at the wonderful person that the world has unveiled, and that's Andy King. We all get to share a bit of Andy King now and again. It's great.
0: I don't think no, you should be you too don't hard don't on yourself, Andy. Mm. I don't think you should be too hard on yourself at all. I think I think you're. Your PTSD journey, I think, will come to, come to an end with fire if you do it, if you do it again. I think you'll close the chapter on fire because it seems to me as well, and t- talking to you at dinner as well, is that it's always going to be lingering over you. Yeah, it's, it's a the inch. Not, you yeah. can't close because it, it didn't happen. It's the inch. It's always going to be there. Yeah, you just need to just the, give it that one the, last go. The fact, The fact that you still
2: say to this day, I was an inch away, I was an inch away. You know how close you came to it. You know how close you came to pulling it off, and we've spoke privately away from everybody, and you said if that storm hadn't happened, it would have it would have worked it would have worked, you knew it would have and i
1: don't think I think you'll yeah. let that eat you up forever if you don't try it again. Mm. yeah, well, maybe there's a piece like Obama was quite successful with the fundraising campaign, you guys may remember where he literally instead of like asking for a trillion dollars, he basically said to the world to everybody in the u s I can't remember the exact dollar figure, but I think it was something like I want people to make a $15 contribution to my campaign. And he raised millions of dollars with asking for 15 Mm. bucks, Mm. you know. So I keep thinking maybe I would just say with all my followers and and go out to the press and just say, listen, I'm building up a GoFundMe to. Yeah, why not? Everyone does it. A redemption story. And if you want to invest, it's $10. And if you'd like to see, you know, I don't know what you'd get for the ten dollars. Probably She's not family. a blow <laughs> Yeah, definitely She's, not a blow job for
2: for ten dollars, mate. Jesus, you you you'd have a salt deficiency in your diet. Christ. Mm. Oh what, what can I get God. for twenty <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: But don't you think maybe a campaign like that? Yeah, no, paid.
0: I think so. If you uh, if you think about what people do GoFundMe's for now but like some some stupid cow around here is put I'm sorry to be so harsh about it, but a dog's died. It's sad. A dog's died. Like, she lives around the corner from me. She drives two Range Rovers. She's head-to-toe Gucci and she's starting to go fund me because she wants someone to go and buy her a chow-chow. They're like four grand dogs. Like, <laughs> like, it's, like it's just not oh. going to happen. So if if Laura at number 22, and if you're listening, Laura, no chance, <laughs> then I reckon Andy King can do a GoFundMe for Fire Festival 2.0. And do you know what? I'll be the first person to put a
1: 10 in. Oh, God, Al. Oh. but
0: but well i
1: think we're getting what
2: you could do andy is those people that do invest that you could name them on the fire festival instagram and give them a shout out each person just type in their name they would love that if my name got mentioned on the fire festival instagram that'd be it you'd be you'd be sold for the rest of your life i'd be like that's fine
0: i made that that's cool but you, you are you are a, mm. you are a, a PR machine. You could you know how to go to the press and say, "Listen, guys, it's me, Andy King. I'm doing it. I'm gonna do Firefestival 2.0. Make a really bold statement. And the press will pick it up. Even throw in there a little bit like, "I'm doing Firefestival 2.0, and I'm doing it better mm. than Billy and without Jarrell. Like, because I know J- rule has got a bit of a gripe with you. I heard his diss track the other day. That's pathetic. <laughs> but." i would i would do something like that yeah it's sponsored by evian and everything like that proper tongue-in-cheek cheese it up definitely oh my god i love it yeah sponsored by evian and maybe don't do um don't get like real big acts get like um (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, we'll come and sing (laughs) craig can sing as well yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. we we can go as one direction (laughs) yeah we'll just get two other fat lads from england (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Wrong direction.
1: direction. (laughs) Oh, I love your direction, though. This is good. I tell you, I mean, think about and I'm sure for lots of people that have been on your podcast and a lot of your, you know, constituents in your world. I mean, we're talking about failure, right? And we're talking about Mm. the fear of failure and Mm. you can scale it any way you want. It's the it's the the kid, the teenager that's doing putting groceries in the bag at the grocery store, who mm. has disabilities, who's mm-hmm. totally fearing failure that he's not gonna put the things in the bag properly. It's the, you know, mm-hmm. you can go down a list all the way up to some of the top CEOs, mm. right? And it's it ain't easy. No, for I,
2: I think the, the thing for me with no, failure, so uh, um, and it's kind of the, the one thing that I have in, in anything that I do. And if I fail at doing it, I I understand in myself that it's okay to fail as long as I learn one thing from it. Doesn't matter how many times I fail, if I can learn a new thing from the failure that Mm. I had, I can keep going and be that work, be that home, be that things with the kids, be it the marriage, be it whatever. If I fail at one thing and I learn something from it, don't do that again, that upset that person, don't do that again, It it didn't get the right result as long as i learn something from it i can go again yeah mm.
0: and, and hold yourself accountable like the account like david goggins he speaks about the, the accountability mirror like look in the mirror and and hold yourself accountable say why did that fuck up that's why it did and be honest with yourself don't don't look to blame other people too many people in this world want yep. to blame others for their failures look at yourself in the mirror and say i i i messed up because of this like
2: Alex speaks there about the fear of failure right and we all know that we've all heard that before but have have you ever heard of the fear of success as well where you're too scared to succeed that it stops you from succeeding so like that the fear that you have over fire festival it's actually counterproductive as well so you're too scared to succeed so you don't take that Mm. step knowing full well that you could do it.
0: Well, it was kind of kind of like mm. what James James Smith said in your first episode, Andy, about he doesn't want to. Yeah. He doesn't want to get to the top because when you get there, it's like, mm. oh, then what? Or oh, I'm going to lose track, of himself. He's happy just mm. just being at his best at the moment, guiding through. I totally get that, but I reckon what they're saying, right, hundred percent.
1: Well, I I think that, and it's I'm sure it's relatable to many different industries in the event world, or it's even like people will say. A world leader is only as good as the people he surrounds himself with. He's only as good as the people that he's got close by. Mm. And as an event planner on any given big event, I could have anywhere from two hundred to five hundred vendors reporting to mm. me. And that only one ass goes down, as mm. you know, from Fire Festival. It's not like anybody was going, oh. Bob, who built the tables, he's a, you know, Jane, who was in charge of audio. She's a disaster, mm. you know, uh, 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 There was only one person that went down with that ship. It mm. was me. Well, and Billy, and obviously Billy's in prison, mm. but that I never had a signed contract. I never got paid anything. I went in there as a favor to try to help save something. And it's so nerve wracking mm. in every event I do where people get sick. Cars break down, kitchens catch on fire, employment problems, uh, you name it. And I can't control all these vendors. But you're right, Dave, when you're saying, you know, and Al, you touched on, you know, accountability is so important. I think Mm. one of the most stressful aspects as I embark on this endeavor, it is trying to then build the most incredible team that you can possibly build to eliminate these Mm. risks of shit happening. But then, you know, I joked this past weekend with this big music festival that I did. And I say to some of the organizers, listen, there are two things I can't control, traffic and weather. And because someone said, oh my Mm -hmm. God, the traffic was backed up, you know, how many kilometers? I'm like, yeah, I got it, but I can't control that. I mean, we're trying to get cars into the parking lots as quickly as possible. We're trying to get tickets out and in and Mm -hmm. boom, 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 boom. There's just so much you can do. And then of course, Friday night, it was another fire festival, a storm came through, it was blowing sideways mm. 100 miles an hour, and I mean, the rain, and I'm like, are you kidding me? And it was gone in about 30 minutes or something. And we resumed. But these are the kinds of things where a lot of the world you just say, hey, let it go. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, my God, I need to learn how to meditate more or do something because yeah, so the do you, so that's thing.
0: interesting you say that. like you. Do you do you do you think if you did fire to sorry really doing your own <laughs> podcast but do you, do you think if on fire festival 2.0 if you did do it do you think mentally you could you could go through and see it through and and if so what if what are you, are you fully prepared <laughs> fully prepared to accept the fact that you're going to have some battles along the way and are you, and can do you think you'd be able to cope with it
1: well i have learned um, there are a couple people in the event world that I can turn to who are amazing, mm. who are well-established, very smart, and very calming, which is important. And so um, I have one one person in particular who runs a big production group out of San Diego. Um, we've had a few discussions, and so as I get closer, I would sit with him and say, okay, because he witnessed a couple large events that I was doing, where he was supplying all the big tents and you know mm-hmm. hundreds of thousand dollars worth of AV and lighting and mm-hmm. all, you name it, and um, and he was witnessing some of the vendors handling different categories who were just freaky and screaming and blah blah blah, and then right. he watched me, and and one of the things that I do in times of heavy stress is that I withdraw a little bit and I just get quiet, Mm. but I hire the best of the best for a reason. And when people are like, well, what do you want? I'm like, I hired you to handle this category. Mm. You're the best at what you do. That's why I hired you. Do your job and do it well. And I am not gonna Mm. criticize, I'm your biggest fan. And like, oh, okay, okay. I just wanna make sure I said, I am not gonna sit here screaming at you. I am not gonna sit here following you around. If you're fucking up really badly, you're going to hear about it, but just do the best you can. Mm. And it's mm. it's challenging though, because I sit there, but as I think about Tough the line, next fire, mm. which is going to be called probably something else, but fire will be wrapped around everything that if I can find, which I feel like I have a handful of really, really capable people, then I can shine. I can do what mm. I do best. I deal with sponsors, I deal with high level people, I deal with low, low. I smile, I'm running around, I do my thing and I'm not freaked out every five minutes because I'm like, are you shitting Mm. me? Like what is going wrong over there, Mm. you know? But hire the best of the best and you're gonna get a good product. And I think that's gonna be my mantra. Billy was not able to do that in many different categories because Mm. I think as the world knows, he went in way over his head, he didn't know what he was doing and he didn't realize the scope Mm. Of what fire would become and it was just beyond any of his dreams or capabilities and so even bringing in
0: i think he, he hired he hired a lot of he, he, well, he hired people he? that like, didn't know didn't have that...
1: any experience did they yeah he didn't know what they were doing well yes and no i think one of the big issues is that and uh, and i'm a proponent of this where um with someone like billy and his ego and his drive, very often, it's difficult to reason with someone like that. Mm. But what I say to people that work in the event world, and I get on stage, because we're handed these nightmares half the time, where I say every once in a while, you have to fire your fucking client. You got to look at Billy and go, Billy, we're leaving tomorrow, unless you agree to do XYZ. Because what you want can't Mm. happen realistically. And I'm an expert at what I do, and I'm proud of my experiences and and the career I've built. And I can honestly say, what you want and your expectations are not realistic, and it's going to make us all look bad. So, no, Billy, we can't do Mm. this. And I'm afraid that, once again, from a mental health perspective, a lot of people just aren't, you know, you're not confident enough to to look at your big client and go, well, we're firing you right Mm. now. I'm going to risk my pay and everything else. But what you're doing and what I try to teach people when I get on stage now is I say, listen, it's not just Billy's brand. It was my brand too. And guess what? Billy went down, but my brand was destroyed because of firefighters.
2: And I think you're, I think you're right.
1: That, that, that
2: Because you're more – I don't know, Andy, if it's just that you're more human, you're more relatable um, – Billy does what Billy does, and I think when Billy does come out of prison, Billy will be Billy again, and I don't think he will really feel the repercussions from it anymore. I think because you are you, you're carrying this with you, Um, and I think when, mm. when you make the decision, and the decision does have to be yours, unfortunately, mate, and we, we support you a million percent like we always would, but... The, the decision for Fire Festival 2.0 has to be your decision. And I think as soon as you make that decision and you put your hand out there, I think you would be really surprised the people that answer your call. I think you'd be Definitely really surprised. Come, yeah. I think yeah. there's people out there at the moment that you think wouldn't because it's tainted your reputation. But I think you'd be really surprised that they would answer your call because they'd want to see it done right and they know that that's your plan you need to surround yourself with people not only that have the same vision as you and want to do it for the right reason but that have got the same love for it that you have
0: i think also as well it's quite key to point out that where you might have lost certain amount of respect from from your peers within the industry you've gained a mass following of fans and you've gained a mass following of people who listen to your podcast who love to watch fire festival to see mm. you say the things you said because they were funny Mm. You're like Dave says you're relatable people love that they don't want a stiff you know what I mean they don't want someone who's going to stand and spill off some corporate bullshit they want Andy King who's going to turn around and say like you just said you're not doing your fucking job properly jog on or you know Mm. yeah I'll go and take one for the team
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> probably don't do that again though. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe not.
1: That, that. <laughs> not that piece. Well, it was like,
0: I, I mean, depends how stuck you get. Yeah. I mean, if you get really stuck, then I'll jump on a plane. I'll, I'll ta- I'll tell you what. I'd say it now on the podcast. I will take one for the team if it goes tips up in the next one.
1: Okay, there you go. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, it it is. It, Just make sure it's someone like someone light.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh, that's light. Light. exactly. Uh, <laughs>
1: well al it's funny it's funny with the with the blowjob because <clears throat> it, it 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 inevitably seems to come to haunt me every day in one way or another it doesn't matter like yesterday mm. craig and i are selling something and uh um the person obviously we start not to deal jobs. with <laughs> starts to figure out who i am and then they'll say listen I think we can oh I no. think we can make a deal work and you don't even have to blow me for it. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> you figured out who I am and they're like, Oh yes, laugh out loud. Because half the time I just want to use a fake name and go, It's Andy Crane. And- does that bother you though, Andy? Does it does it is it getting a bit repetitive? No, now? no, no. I think it's quite entertaining. It's pretty funny. Um Yeah, yeah. I mean that's good.
0: You can take yeah. it pardon pardon the pun, but take it on the chin.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my word. <laughs>
2: Uh, Andy, we've I'm got to say, you yeah. came on our podcast, and within the first two minutes, you're talking about giving a blowjob. So you make it you, out you that everybody brings it to you, but you gave yeah. it to us as well. Um, but look, <laughs> well,
1: like- I think as we said, it's, it's the white elephant, and I always just get it out of the room quick, or just you have I know it's sitting in the room. Yeah, yeah. People are dying to talk about it. I'm like, oh my word. Okay, listen. Well, we're just gonna.
0: But the funny thing is, when we went to dinner in London. And I got. up went to the toilet. Yeah. Some guy come up to me in the toilet. He stood next to me a cubicle and he went, "All right." And I went, "Yeah, you." And he went, "Yeah." And he went, "Is that the case who sat in the dick for water?" I'm like, <laughs> "I was like, well, he we didn't actually do it." And he went, "No, no, that's why." Right. He said, "Is that him though?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Why? He said, "What's he doing here?" And I said, "Well, he's got some work in London. He's come over to say hello. And he went, "Oh, I said, okay. Well, you seem confused." And he went. But I honestly thought it was a character. I thought it was a mockumentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, "No, it's a real person." <laughs> he thought you were like, an actor.
1: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh yeah, it doesn't matter. It's, yes, last night at a restaurant. Yeah, at the all, all weekend at the festival, people just pointing and you know, and it was kind of cute. You 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 get the you'll get your payback on that one day. You will. I think I so. I think I'm just. Is it wrong, guys? Like I literally. You know, in this financial situation that we're in, I, I don't, you know, we had one very close friend yesterday say to Craig, I just don't think it's healthy for Andy to live on hope. No, that's, uh, that's I think but that's it, a shitty thing to say. I like. hate to say I'm it, but, if, I just- but
2: also, if you haven't got hope, what else have you got for everything?
0: Exactly. And and, and I, I've heard you speak on your podcast, Andy, and, you, and when you speak at conferences and you speak at talks and you tell people, mm. life is short yeah it's social kids go out there and go for it take the big leaps take the big steps make the mistakes learn from them and crack on i don't think that's a fair thing to say uh, quite frankly i mean it could be it could be a thing that we're just a bit different over here like we we're a bit more grab it by the bollocks and get on with it try again but i don't know i th- i think i think hope hope and yeah hope and realism are two that. different things i think if you live on hope then that's fine. Like, I hope one day that I will win the lottery. It's never going to happen. You know, I hope one day that I wake up and I've, you know, grown a couple of inches. Couple it's never going to happen. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not just length. But I think, with you, it's not hope. It's, it's a business plan. It's, it's, it's a vision. It's a, it's, it's a business plan. It's a model. It's, it's, it's something that could be perfectly executed with the right planning and why who better to do it than hollywood's yeah, event i think planner. you've got to think about andy it King. as
2: well like how many great things have failed on the first attempt the mission to the moon it exactly it didn't go to plan the first time that they tried to do it the invention of a car wd-40 wd-40 <laughs> like some some things yeah, cause you know what 40 it's called attempts. wd-40 andy yeah and it takes uh, 40 attempts oh. did you not know that andy there you go it was the no, 40th prototype okay, good yeah
0: uh, yeah, the guy, it was a German guy called Wesven Dateshundt or something like that and that's his initials, WD. And but some things you need to two shots away. at.
2: Like, okay, yeah. it didn't work out the first time but the, the business plan and the model is the same. You've just got to find a way to execute it properly. And I ha- I hate to say it, I've got to Look say it because like I'm this, a cynical Andy. bastard. That person will ask you for a ticket when it happens.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. That person will be knocking at the door <laughs> going, oh, I knew you could do it. Yeah. And you're going, you're going, listen, Hope, fuck off. I
1: think it's one of the things that I struggle with is that we probably talked about it once before, but a fairly major corporation here in the United States, uh, you know, I'm on Cameo, as you guys know. And so you can have me do a shout out for yep. $75 or for $250, I do a business shout out, which of course I think is very reasonable. And only to find out mm-hmm. I had one company... Uh, reach out and ask me to read 10 lines on, hey, we're embarking on 2021, and this is gonna be the best year ever, and we need everybody on the sales team to take a big one for the team, maybe, and really go the extra mile, you know? So I did this whole thing thinking, oh, it was like a, I didn't even think about. I thought it was a, let's just say, maybe a plumbing supply, some small little company only to find oh, out it's a major dear. company here in the states and I get a call from a friend of mine who works in the human resources department of this major corporation she said Andy I just walked into our national conference and your video is 4 meters long and 3 meters high on a screen as 5000 people walk in you're the guy I'm like for 250 fucking oh, dollars why my- and i'm i'm oh, and i'm nice. scared to tell you like guys like jared leto reached out to me because he was producing mars island this music festival in croatia in 2020 which got canceled because mm-hmm. of covid and then he rescheduled yep. it to 2021 so he reached out and he asked if i'd do a little video on cameo which i did in it and i didn't realize what i was doing once again and it just said hey festival goers don't lose hope. Co- We're going to get through COVID and your tickets are still going to be good for next year. Ugh. Don't miss Mars Island. I'm going to be there and it's going to be fantastic. Blah, 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 whatever, whatever. I don't think anything of it. I get my 250 fucking dollars. Fine. All of a sudden, a couple of months go by and, and I start getting emails and Craig's like, Andy, something's gone. Something's weird. I said, what? And they're like, hey, I understand you're producing a music festival in croatia i'd love to work for you and hey we have a pro i'm like what uh, goes on craig google's mars but island just show, Andy. website who do you think is the leading picture of the website and suddenly it looks no. like i'm hosting this thing me so with my blue check i reach out to jared and i said hey no big deal i know it's survival of the fittest i'm You're happy i money. can help you but if you're going to use my name and my image, I'd like to partner with you financially in some way or another mm. to make your festival as close to zero waste as possible. And my thing is sustainability. Yeah. And I'd love to talk to you and your team about mm. supporting local fishermen and local farmers and bringing in social impact groups and maybe uh, you know, disabled youth organizations that can help with staffing, you mm. name it. Do you think he even responded? Absolutely not. Then we reach out to no. his team and they said, oh, you need to talk to this group. And they pushed us. No one ever responded. And I'm like, really, guys? Like, That's unfair. I, you know, I am the good guy. But, you know, and, and I have this face now and name that everybody knows. So why, So this, this is
0: important then. So why not put that, put that to your own project for Fire 2.0? If that did that with that, imagine what he can do for you. Like that would just lose mm, it, uh, it. it. It excites me because it'll be. It could. It's gonna be so good. I'm not gonna say it could be because it's gonna be. It's gonna be so good Fire
1: 2.0. It's going to be absolutely. And I know that. What are some of the things I learned? Well, it's going to be smaller. I'm gonna do it at a facility that has all the things you want, like electricity and bathrooms. Maybe even a bed and a roof. You could even do it internationally, um, Andy. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Exactly, mm. and um, a there's, DJs a couple, there. <laughs> <laughs> there's a. I'm waiting to hear now, guys. From there's one festival in Wales that's going to be happening in June, and another one in Cheshire that's happening in August. So I've been in dialogue with them to have me come and and, we'll and counsel them on sustainability and and do a TED talk and maybe host a VIP area. Um, kind of crickets mm. the last week or two, but I think there, cause I kind of threw out, Hey, you want me to do this, this, and this, I gave very reasonable fees and mm. I'd be surprised if I don't lock a couple of those in, mm. which I'm hoping Fingers I Christ. will. Um, and that is, you know, an exciting piece for me. It is a bit of a, Psychological, once again, mental health thing. Where suddenly I'm throwing out fees of like seven thousand five hundred dollars versus a hundred thousand dollars mm. or even fifty, and then to have the world go, ooh, seven thousand five hundred. I don't know if we have it in the budget. I'm like, yeah. are you fucking kidding it's me? It's the climb, like, though, Andy. It's the am, climb. I know it's the climb. Good old Miley. It's yeah, the, it's the climb. And it's
2: funny how, how the one of the definitely one of the things that's changed since. uh, february 2020 is definitely money money's changed so much and i mean like Mm. look we we try and do things every single year for charity andy just trying to raise a few quid for anybody that we can and uh, especially over here in the uk people just ain't got no money to to give anything like like we spoke about earlier with the fuel going up over here um our gas and electric bills have gone up they've doubled for a year so to give you an idea of cost Mm. um the the average household is probably about 1500 pounds a year on gas and electric for a 3 bedroom house. It's now 3000 pounds a year. So it's doubled and we have the, we have the the price of fuel over here. So today I saw it at one pound and 99 P a litre for diesel, which is just, it's the highest it's ever been a liter. Yeah. A liter. Um, it, it it's hard, and then we we go out to the world and we say, "Can you spot me five quid? Because I'm going to go and do a walk, or I'm playing a charity football match, or I'm going to do a sitting in silence, or the kids are going to do something at school." People just ain't got it. Yeah, people just they ain't got it. They just haven't got the money. Yeah. No. It's really hard.
0: So 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 it's not it's not selling yourself short. Yeah, it's not it's not a hundred grand, mm. but you know, Wales is not LA, is mm. it? So I mean, I think they like to think it is in Wales. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> Wales is beautiful. Well, I'm, I said I try to position Definitely. and I tear things out and I say, listen, you can pay me X. And also if you want me to consult you on how to make your festival more sustainable, um, I've got a list of practices that I like to focus on and I can, you can pay me a little consulting fee. I try to figure out ways to like, I think that's a good way to do it. it where they can say, Oh yeah, 100%. we can back Andy into our marketing budget. We can back him into our waste yeah. budget. We can back him into, and kind of work things that way so I'm hopeful in that area I mean listen I'm already feeling you know the world is waking up to climate change Mm. the world is waking up to the fact that we're in a shitty place right now everybody Mm. and that Mm. if everybody can do one little thing and we've had a couple big brands just this week reach out to say hey love to talk to Andy about his his vision and his practices on sustainability. And maybe we can partner with him with our brand on demonstrating how we're trying to be more sustainable every day because the world's figuring out that's the way to go. Like mm. you want to have a business, yeah. it better be as close to zero waste as possible. It better be as sustainable as possible. And as you guys know, sustainability is not just climate. It's social, economic, social and economic, right? So it's you know mm-hmm. a social responsibility of supporting charities and and you name it as well as economic of supporting groups that are in need as well as environmental and so mm. you know there's so many things we can do when we're hosting events or running a business where we demonstrate that we're giving back in one mm. way or another I think
2: there's loads of things that you could get into with that um in the uk i mean straight off the bat i'm uh, just thinking about things like glastonbury as well and what they stand for and that the family mm. that's made glastonbury i think you should reach out to people like them andy and i mean don't forget we have this big um there's quite big events at the at the royal houses as well throughout the year so places like kensington palace hampton court palace and things like that they do a lot i went to one of those only last year and sustainability there is is It'd be a real thing yeah. because they're they're royal houses. They need to to be doing what they can for the environment and for the even, country. Even
0: at, even, at the, even even at the festivals where we've got kids that you know are going there, having a rave and taking money mm. like sustainability is, is huge. It's we have such a huge festival culture here in the UK, is that it's definitely there's so much more scope for for it mm. as well. So much more. Mm. Um, I would I would I would you know speak to Craig as well, Andy. Like get his get his views on it, but. There's, there's, I would almost feel there's more of a market here for you, hundred
1: percent. Oh, you're totally right. right. I mean, and Dave, you mentioned Glastonbury. I mean, did you see the photos of the cleanup? They finished up the last. So every oh, every
2: year it's like that. Andy. People
1: got up and just they left their tents, left their bicycles, so you, left their. You, you talk bags. about I mean- like
2: throwaway fashion. I I have a niece and a nephew that are 17, 18 years old, and that's the done thing, mate. They buy a 30 pound tent and they just leave it there my nephew is like i'm not I'm, I'm not bringing anything back with me I'm taking it all there and I'm just going to leave it there and I was like it's just,
0: mate, it's just, a, just it's crazy it in,
2: it's you? crazy it's crazy and the thing at Glastonbury I may be wrong with the figure but it's somewhere around like 30 tons of waste
0: oh, I think it's more I think it's way more I think it's almost uh. 100. But it's the same with the, the, these disposable um, vapes. You get disposable vapes yeah. now. And some of, the majority of them are not eco-friendly mm. at all. It's
1: Kids crazy. are just dumping them. In, that means you know, this, there's this opportunity for me, for yeah, sure. Definitely. Well, I'm, I am so happy to have you guys on. Now, I have to ask you a final question, okay? Go for it. Um, so, so, Dave um, and Al, you guys will both have, you know, hopefully different answers, but... Uh, Give me a little bit of a picture, Dave, of, like, when did you have to take a big one for the team?
0: Jesus. Jesus. Probably probably the night the night we went out when I decided that I was going to smash loads of pints of guineas everywhere. Um, and he had to carry me home. When have I had to take Do you remember that, Andy? When i was smashing... Uh, you smashed, uh, you uh, cut Craig's on. hand open. <laughs> oh, God, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Right.
1: that's hysterical. Uh, when have I taken I'm a big sorry. one for the
2: team? Um it probably work related Andy I would say um I'm, yeah, I, I'm shut up you like just because I'm not interested in what you are um uh I love my job and and, and i I I enjoy everything that I do and I have to work some long hours and do some big times away and I have some really important projects that I do like Al says they're pretty boring for people that aren't in them but yeah um That's probably where I've taken one. I've taken one in my personal life as well, being outnumbered by women for the majority of my life. So I have three sisters that are all older than me. I have my mum, I have my wife, and I have two daughters, and even all of our pets are female in my household as well. So I take one for the team on a regular (laughs) basis,
1: representing the men. (laughs) All right. That's a good one. Al, how about you?
0: Oh, my... Well, I mean, I've got so many, but... I mean, I have to be careful what I say. So, I don't know. There's only one that really springs to mind, and it's I was. It was in the summer, just gone. I was uh, I was flying back and forth to an island here in uh, in Europe called Mallorca, um, filming some social media content. And it was a group of group of girls on the plane, and they were all still a bit giddy. and And there was another girl. that was just on her own. that was had to sit next to me, and. She looked a bit worse for wear. I think she'd been out the night before. And these girls were kept making fun of her. And I, I noticed that she was a nervous flyer. And I just kept looking at her. And I said, in the end, I just said to her, are you okay? And she went, yeah, I'm just such a nervous flyer. I'm really scared. And I'm like, it's okay. Just, just talk to me if you want. And then she looked at me and she pulled her face. And, like, and she went, like that. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she went, oh, oh. And I went, oh, God. And I was like, have you, have you, have you shit yourself? And he said, yeah. Now, all these girls could start to smell it. And they're pointing at her and laughing at her. And in the end, she started crying. So I just said, what are you laughing at? They're like, oh, she shit herself. I said, no, I did. It was me. And they were like, <laughs> oh. really? You, you dirty git. Like, why are you just going to sit in it? And I just thought, you know what? I'm just, I just sat there and looked at them from the So They just sat there and made eye contact with them. And the girl started crying. I said, well, you know, you need to go and clean yourself up. So she went to it and cleaned herself and come back. And I just sat there for the rest of the flight. So they thought I was sitting in my own shit, but the rest of the flight. So that is me taking well, one for the tomb.
1: Well, that's a good one. A hopeless
0: romantic oh. one would say.
1: Oh, my word. Well, that's a wonderful ending to Fully Prepared with Andy King. Holy smokes. Big Al and Dave. Lads, dads, and a couple of beers. I love your podcast, and I'm so happy you're on my podcast today, guys.
0: Thank you so much, Keep spreading
1: the love, you guys. Love you loads, Andy. uh, Hope to see you soon.
0: And stop stop letting people get in your ear and tell you you can't do stuff. Make Fire Festival 2.0 happen. Otherwise, I'm going to come over there and suck your dick. (laughs) 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 This is a Podcast Now production.